feels good to be back. And I'm glad for that grace this morning. You've got your Bible. I want you to take it and go to the book of Genesis this morning, the book of Genesis, chapter number three. And the Lord put this on my heart this morning. Uh, it's a little different than what I usually do. This is more topical this morning. But Genesis, chapter number three, I want to give you a thought that the Lord's given me. And try to help you this morning. Genesis chapter number 3, and I'll give you the title a little bit later in the message. But Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, as God said, ye shall not eat all every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth not doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave it also unto her husband to her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Verse 5, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, and your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God, find here the devil has come to the man and the woman that he's come to the woman rather that God has made and he is tempting her. We find that he is speaking to her. He is trying to get her to believe what he is telling her. He is trying to seduce her with his words. And he begins to tell us and make you. He is wanting Eve to trust him and to follow him rather than to follow and to trust after God. He's wanting to build some trust and belief in himself. And you see, Satan is coming to us and he's telling us in vain because he's wanting us to believe him. He wants to seduce us and tell us to do some things. He doesn't want us to believe God, but rather he wants us to believe him. He wants us to trust him. Let's pray this morning, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thanks for your grace and your mercy. God, thanks for that love, man, you loved us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I will bless your name for that, Lord, and serve in your word if I be lifted up. I'll draw all men unto me, so Lord, we lift up that lovely name of Jesus this morning. Oh, that name that every knee's going to bow. That name that every knee's going to that every tongue is going to confess, Lord, and we bless your name, we glorify you, Lord. We don't glory in ourselves this morning, God. We haven't come to worship a man, Lord. We haven't come just to sing a song or to preach a sermon. But, God, we come to this place with the hope and the expectation that we would glorify and magnify you. And that you might let us worship you in spirit and in truth, O oh God. That you might manifest your spirit among us. That you might reveal yourself to us. That you might save souls. That you might, might draw us all closer to you, Lord. For we love you. We glory in your name. We bless you. We give you all the honor and the glory which you are worthy and deserving of. Lord, we thank you for Calvary. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. And God, we pray now that you would do what no one else can 
something this morning and something this week, God, that no man can get credit for. Lord, we love you because you first loved us and we praise you. In Jesus' name, Lord, whatever Jesus is praying on our behalf, God, I pray let it be done, Lord. Have your will, have your way, and we bless you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. We find Satan's trying to get them to believe what he's saying. And we find three things here that he tells Eve, and he's wanting her to believe. In verse number one, we see now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And can I say this morning, if Satan does not care how he tricks you, he does not care what he has to use to trick you, he's just going to use something, whatever it takes, to get you to believe what he wants you to believe. He'll use anything that he possibly can, he'll use any method. And he has an evil motive behind it. And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Anybody has faith to speak to your person? And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said. Here he wants to use God's word. But you know, when Satan uses God's words, he's not saying the same reason God said. And he said, Yea, hath God said, You shall not every tree of the garden. And we see here, number one, just an introduction. He wants this woman to believe that God is not good. He says, he says, he's basically saying, Eve, can't you eat of everything in the garden, but yet God won't let you have that one tree. In spite of all the ones that she can eat from, the ones she can partake in, Satan points out that one that she can't have. And this morning when Satan comes to us, he's not going to show us all the good things in our life, but rather he is going to point out that one bad spot, that one weak point, that one thing that God will not give us, that one thing that we are not supposed to have, that one thing whatever it is in your life this morning. Satan wants to say, well, why won't God give you that? And Satan will tell you, you know why God won't give you that? Because He's not good to you. Because God doesn't really love you this morning. God doesn't care about you. God doesn't want to bless you. God doesn't want to use you. God doesn't want to move in your life. God wants to strand you. God wants to leave you. God wants to walk away from you. God wants to let you sin for yourself. God wants to let you fight your own battle. God wants you to just go without. He wants you to starve. He wants you to go hungry. So Satan's going to point out these things and he's going to say, why do you even serve God? He doesn't give anything to you. He doesn't bless you. He doesn't want to use you. He doesn't supply your needs. God is not generous. God is not good, that He is not worthy, that He is not the giver and maker of life, that He is not the blesser and the maker of all good and perfect gifts that come down from heaven. Satan wants to tell you, and he wants to tell me this morning, God is not good. He wants to make us think negatively about God. He doesn't does not want us to think good about God. He wants us to think negative about God. 
And if God and if Satan can get us to think negative about God, then it's God. God is right where He wants us to be. He wants to tell us God is not genuine. So number two, look at verse two, and He said unto the woman, Yea, as God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Verse two, and the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. He wants us to believe that God is not generous, but He also wants us to believe that God is not God. He wants us to believe that God is not true. He wants us to believe that God is the one that's lying to us. He wants us to believe that God is not righteous, that God is not holy, that God's not going to do what He said He would do, that His Word is not true, that everything He's told us is false, everything that He's saying to us is not going to happen, it is not going to come to pass. He wants us to think God is not sinless and perfect and just and good. He wants us to tell us that God is not God. He wants us to believe that God's Word is not true. Because this morning he wants us to believe that God's not generous because if he can get us to think negative about God, then he can get us to think skeptically about God. Because if we think God is not good, then we start to think, well, is God even true? If he's not blessing me, if he's not giving things to me, is he even the one that he said he is? Because we think negative about him, we think skeptically about him. He wants us to believe that God's not generous. He wants us to believe that God is not silent. He wants us to believe that there are no definite truths. He wants to blow the line. Because you see, in the day and hour in which we are living in, there is relativism. Just as simply, there is no fixed truth. There is no certainty. There's not only relativism, there's subjectivism which is based on feelings and experiences. There is also rationalism, which is using reason and logic rather than trusting the Word of God. Not only is there that, then there is pragmatism, which is you do not ask, you don't ask if it's true, you just ask if it works. And if it works, that makes up for if it's true or not. But not only that, there's also postmodernism, which is there is no absolute truth. It is subjective and it is individualistic. Basically, you do you, and that is what is true. Do what you want to do, and it's all right. It doesn't matter. We can live how we want to live. We can say what we want to say. We can do what we want to do because there is no definite truth in the universe, and we can do anything that we want to do because it is up to us. Satan wants to tell us that there is no sure thing. That's what he wants to put in our mind. He wants us to think negative and skeptical about God. He wants us to believe that God is not generous and that God is not God. He wants to believe that God is not good and God is not true. Not only that, he wants us to believe. Verse 24, the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, knowing good 
come when much is great, but God is not doing it. And that God is in Yahweh. But He wants us to believe that God is not in God. So what do you mean by that? Well, you see, He is trying to get Eve to believe that if she will do the one thing that God has told her not to do, if she will believe that God is not generous and that God is not guileless, that God is a liar, that God is not true, and she will believe if she eats the fruit, then she can save herself. Because he said, God knows if you eat of that fruit that you can be as he is, knowing good and evil. He's telling Eve, if you eat that fruit, you don't have to have God anymore. If you take of that fruit, you'll know everything that God knows. You won't have to lean on Him. You won't have to trust in Him. You won't have to count on Him to bless you. You won't have to count on Him to tell you anything. But you can live for yourself. You can do what you want to do. You can save your own soul because you will be just like God is. And in the day and hour in which we are living, Satan is telling us and he is whispering to us, we can live our way. We can do what we want to do. We can trust ourselves. We can follow our heart. But this morning, the heart is desperately wicked for who can know it. And we are seeking and trusting after Satan. And many people are believing that we save ourselves. That we can trust in ourselves because we are our own God. We don't need God. Satan wants us to believe that God is not generous, that God is not guileless, and that God is not great. Satan wants us to believe we can help ourselves. We don't have to have anybody else do it. Or we can save ourselves, depend upon ourselves. He wants us to believe God is not generous, God is not guileless, and God is not God is not generous. Do not believe for a second that God is not guileless. And don't believe for a moment that God is not gracious. For these are lies from Satan himself. John 8.44 says he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. You see this morning, Satan is a liar. God is true, but Satan is a liar. He is evil. He is a roaring lion, seeking about whom he may devour. He has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Satan, you see, we are in a war this morning. We are in a battle against Satan himself. Your brother is not your enemy. Your pastor is not your enemy. Your friends are not your enemy. Your family is not against you, but rather the enemy that we are facing in this day. It is Satan himself. And he is a liar, and he is the father of all lies. He is evil, and he wants to destroy you. He wants to deceive you and get you to believe what he's speaking to you. And this morning, he's not some wet red costume with horns, but he will come in a beautiful disguise to deceive you. Because he is a trickster and a joker and a liar. 
coming to life here this morning? Are you going to believe what He's saying? This morning I want to deal with this thought of how to overcome lies and Satan's plans. How do we overcome what the devil's saying? All the lies that he's throwing at us, all these words that he's putting in our mind and in our heart. How do we overcome and prove what he's saying is not true? These are lies the devil is saying. How do we prove them wrong? They say that when someone's to be a banker or a bank teller, just anyone that is going to deal with money on a daily basis and handle money, how do you know that money is safe? Well, do you know when they're training them, they don't give them fake money to know what fake money is. They give them real money so that when they do see the fake money, they know what it is. And this morning, I don't have to tell you all the lies of Satan to get you to realize when they're lying. But all I've got to do is get you around the real thing. All I've got to do is speak the real, true words of life to you. All you've got to do is get around the real thing, the authentic thing, the genuine, real thing of God this morning. If you want to know what a lie is, get to know what the truth is. If you want to be able to tell when it's a lie, get the truth. You'll know when it's fake, get the real thing. God said, that ain't right. When somebody tries to tell us something, hold up a second. When a preacher says something false, and when we know our Bible, we can say, wait a minute, that don't line up with what the Bible says. The devil's a liar. How are you going to overcome a liar? Get around the real thing. The Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We need that real, genuine truth of the Word of God and from God Himself. So Satan wants to tell us that God is not generous, that God is not good, that God doesn't bless. How do we overcome that? Number one this morning, we overcome it with complete faithfulness. You say, what do you mean? Read this Word of God. Look around you this morning. Look around you. Complete certainty. Has God not blessed you? Has God not been good to you this morning? Has He not given more to you than we could ever deserve, than we could ever get ourselves? Has He not blessed us beyond all measure? Well, how do we overcome the lie that God is not generous? We look around us with complete certainty. You look around you because... Deuteronomy 23.5 says, How do you overcome it with complete certainty? Because it is written in Deuteronomy, But the Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because the Lord thy God loved thee. Psalm 24.5, It is written, He shall receive the blessing from the Lord. Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, 
thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 34.8, O-K-C-C, that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in Him. Psalm 67 says, God shall bless us. And Psalm 145.9, the Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of life, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. This morning, if you want to know that God is generous, just get to looking around. How God has blessed you. He's put shoes on your feet, a roof over your head. He's put food in your belly. You never go hungry. You're never starving. You never have to go thirsty. We don't have to go without because God has been so good to us. Can we not say if He never blessed us again, He's already been good enough for what He's done thus far and how He's blessed us beyond all measure. God is generous this morning. Overcome it with complete certainty. Look around at what God's done for you. How far God has brought you. Complete certainty. But how do you overcome the lie that God is not God? Number two, you overcome that saying God is free by courageous confession. Not only do you need to look around you, can you overcome the lie that God is not generous? But if you want to overcome the lie that God is not guileless, you've got to look right here. At the Word of God. Courageous confession. You see, this is the Word of our testimony. This is what settles it. This is what stores it. This is something that is steadfast that we put our faith in. This is the substance that we hope in this morning in the Bible that we believe in. Satan used to say, well, God's not God. <laughs> That's funny. Romans 3, 4 says, God forbid, yea, let God be true. But every man alive, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Proverbs 30 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. John 1, 14, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. First John 5, 20, and we know that the Son of God has come, and has given us all an understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Psalm 33, 4, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. You see, Satan is a liar. God is true. God is just. He keeps his word, and he's always kept his word, and he always will keep his word. 
overcome that lie that God is not powerless by looking at that word and having a courageous confession. Looking at that testimony that he's been true down through the years. He wants to tell you God's not guileless. Have a courageous confession. But thirdly, this morning, all I sink in. He wants to tell them that God is not threatened. That they don't need God to save them. They don't need the mercy and grace of God. That they can save themselves. He wants us to, in the day and hour which we live to believe that we can do it all on our own. something good in us that we can save ourselves with. That there's some righteous thing in us where we can do it all by ourselves. We can do anything and we can do everything. But it's just not so this morning. So how are you going to overcome the lie that God is not threatened? That we can save ourselves, that we can do it by ourselves. Isn't the best way to start the Bible to get the devil to black eyes every day, isn't it? <laughs> well, how you going to overcome this lie? Second person. Complete certainty. Courageous confession. And what other, what other, what better way can you think of to overcome the lie that God is not gracious than Calvary's conflict? Think about the cross this morning. If we could save ourselves, why'd God die? If we could buy our own salvation, why did the sweet Lamb of God leave the portals of heaven? If there was some good thing in us, why did He have to come live a sinless, perfect life and go to an old rugged cross to die for you and I? If God is not full of grace and mercy, then why did Calvary even happen? If that's not love this morning, then I don't know what love is. You want to overcome the lies of Satan? Just point him back to what Jesus did about 2,000 years ago. You want to overcome the lie that God is not gracious and that God is not saving and that God cannot save us, that we must do it ourselves to save Satan. It is written in Ephesians 2 8. By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And then Hebrews 9 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in to the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Acts 4, 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There is only salvation in Jesus. Satan, it is written, Romans 1, 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 1 Corinthians 15, 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. 
enemy. We were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. You say, hey, what if we sin after we're saved? Well, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What if we walk away from Him and we're saved? Well, First John 2 says, my little children, these things right unto you, that you may have eternal life. May you sin not if any man sin. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for also for the sins of the whole world. You want to overcome that life of Satan speaking? You can save yourself. You don't need God. You don't need church. You don't need any of that. Pointing to that cross. Pointing to Calvary. And what Jesus did for you. And what he did for me. Satan speaking lies this morning. I don't know what lies telling you. Don't believe all that. Don't trust the name that old devil and that old Scrooge says to you. Ain't a thing he's ever said been true. He's a liar and the father of it. And you can overcome those lies in Christ Jesus. By the word of God, because God is truth. And God does not lie. Faithful to his word. Sure enough. There is a definite truth this morning that God is truth. And every man is a liar. Not overcome the lies of the devil. Trust that God is truth. Believe His word. Put your faith in Him. Oh, He's been true this morning. He has been tested and He has been tried. Hasn't failed yet. Satan is alive. And every man is alive. But God is true. Stand all the day and head bowed eyes closed. Just want to say, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I bless your holy name for who you are. I bless your, bless your holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Thank you that you're true. Cut your honor. God, thank you for that every time that old Satan wants to come and lie to us. Oh, we can just speak the word of life and read the word of God and look around us and see that it's a lie. God, may you speak to the heart of your people this morning. God, may you save that one that Satan's trying to tell may you save yourself. God, draw them to a cross so God wants them to go. Lord, that one that's wandered away, that Satan tells them, God can't forgive you. Oh, God, may you draw them back and tell them, Lord, that you're faithful and just to forgive them. God, the ones that are walking through a valley, and Satan wants to say, well, God doesn't love you. Look, he's just stranded you in a valley somewhere. God, may you speak peace to them and let them know that that old devil's alive. And if you hadn't left us yet, you never would. God, may you prove every lie 